knees, I don't know why God made the breeze. I don't know why I'm on my knees. I don't know all these mysteries. The danger to my health, I'm a stranger to myself. There's just so much I've never felt. There's so much that just can't be helped. Oh, 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 oh. Sad stories. Prune to perfection. to perfection with the t- defective Nile. And you're the de- defective Kira. I'm very defective. <laughs> you're <fine. laughs> like, I believe in you. Oh, fucking uh, um, it's, it's episode three. It's, it's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. Is it thir- Thursday? It's yeah. Thursday. It's Thursday. 2027. I just put the bins out today. Britain has <laughs> left the EU. Um, the Western, the Western. She went to rehab again recently. What? Fucking Britain. <laughs> I thought I was like, who? Oh, Britain. No, Britney. she's Britney. I, I was reading about that literally this week. Yeah. She's um, been locked in a wee mental institution. Yeah. Oh, well, I read the word mental institution because um, oh, I read rehab. Oh, is it to me? I think um, it's based. Remember that time back in the day when Britney had a breakdown? She doesn't do that much. I have vague memories of starry nipples, but I think that was everyone else. Mm. I think that was literally just every single other person. Anyway. Anyway, mysteries. 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 We are mm. on episode three out of... Out 17. Three. <laughs> three out of... It's a, a triple threat We're special. Th- this is episode three of three. <laughs> three of three. Yeah, season seven. Season two. Season two. Season two. I have big plans for the future. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking this show on tour. Oh, really? yeah. Oh my god, They're going to be making people cry in small pubs across the country. Oh my god. They're going to be like telling them all about Britney and they'll be like, leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want, who wants to go first? Um, I didn't set up a wheel actually. No, no, no. We could just choose. I could just choose. We could just choose. <laughs> oh god. Um, uh, I don't know. I think, I like the wheel. <laughs> I'm going to be picky about it. I want the wheel. The Wheel of Mysteries. Wheel. (laughs) It's called Wheel Decide. (laughs) If you're ever looking to make your own wheel, go to wheeldecide.com. I'm obsessed with the name. It's so funny. We should just get an eight ball. Oh shit, we should get an eight ball. We should just get an eight ball. We good. We don't have any money. Uh, I I don't think eight poles are necessarily expensive. <laughs> like they're like they're they're like t- toys of a bygone era. The wheel of mysteries. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No idea. See, like, <laughs> yeah, I, was like, too late. I was like, see, like, who's that? Like, um, I was like, oh my god, Cher. No, <laughs> oh my god. She only writes in fucking caps lock on the internet, Gav. Really? She's, she's everyone's granny on the internet. She, no, Cher is incapable. Oh, I'm not wearing my Cher top today. Cher's incapable of not writing in caps lock. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, but like, 
I wear the same clothes two days in a row, and sometimes I put a jumper over the t-shirt so nobody knows. Oh, and, like, I notice. <laughs> <laughs> you have standards, though, so what do you mean? I know. I'll be changing again. Later. If I go out, I tend to swap. I'm like, ooh, look, I'm new man, you mean? Because I shrunk my dungarees, and now they're too short. Oh, and you shrunk your dungarees. Your, like, your gams are showing it's summer. It's a good thing. Yeah, but it'd be cold later. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> mysteries. We are going way off topic today. What have we got? What have we got? Coming, what have we got? Coming oh. from the depths of the internet, what you got Jesus for me? Right. Okay. Mm. Oh, shit. Okay. What is wrong with me? Okay, here we go. What's your segment called? Um. It's somewhere here. <laughs> It's called the Kerry Babies. Oh, the Kerry Babies case. Yeah. Oh, classic. I wanted to stay local. Classic. You know. They read the Guardian recently. Apologize, I think, for this. Last year. Oh yes, I mean, Last year. I think it was very much in the wake of the abortion referendum. It's oh yeah, yeah. People are like, we need to regard fetuses. It was like January twenty eighteen. Like... Yeah, I think it was in the wake of the Kerry Babies case. But, but anyway, yeah. for those theme. of you who don't know about the Kerry Babies. In 1984, on April 14th, <laughs> the body of a new war baby boy was found uh, on, what is it, White Strand Beach in Kerry with 28 stab wounds. Once upon a dream. Um, he was approximately five days old and Whoa. had been dead two days. How did they even know a baby's been born for five days? Like, what? Sure, people know how long trees have been on the earth. I know, <laughs> like, but like, if you carbon date a fetus, like, it's like, what? But they literally knew it had been born for... I guess maybe... It was approximately five days old. Jesus. They like, could tell it was dead two days. Because of the fucking amniotic fluid even or something. Yeah. It had okay. been stabbed 28 times, four pierced the heart, and it had been wrapped in a plastic bag and hidden between rocks on the beach. Were they hoping it would get washed out? I've always wondered that. Do you think they were hoping it would get washed out to sea or it's just city if it's found... This, the water would likely just degrade the body so much there'd be very little evidence even. I think because it was like... Between big rocks, they didn't think anyone would find it. Yeah, it was a jogger. By the time it. someone finds it, it would be like, yeah. A plastic bag. You think you bury it, like, but then again, they probably just dumped it and ran. Probably. Or it could have even been thrown into the sea and washed up on the rocks. Could be. Da-da-da. But no, it was, it was like actually placed between two big rocks. Oh, right, okay. So it was like trying to hide in the cracks of yeah, the rocks. Yeah, that was, was real weird. It's like on a fucking beach. It's such a. It's a way Public of abandoning. Some, it's a way of abandoning something in plain sight. It's kind of like nobody knows. Anything. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so eighty <laughs> kilometers away uh, from the scene, a woman called Joanne Hayes was arrested. She and her family confessed to the murder of the baby. They later withdrew their confessions and admitted that Joanne's baby had been born on the family farm and died shortly after birth, and had been wrapped in a plastic bag and buried on the farm. So he died shortly after birth and he died of natural causes? So the baby was born on April 12th, I think. Yeah. So, um, and was ba- died shortly after being born. And then and someone stabbed the shit out of it. No, this is a different baby. What? So Joanne Oh, Hayes, sorry, sorry, sorry. She, yeah, this she... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. I just so there was a for a sec. baby boy found on a beach and then 80 kilometres away from Joanne that crime Hayes scene. Joanne Hayes had a miscarriage or the baby died in job. Joanne yeah. Hayes had buried her baby in her back... In, on the farm. Which, was that legal at the time? Um... Yeah, you. Was it was it? like... A, it was secret. It was hush-hush. I don't know. Which is again... But like, I don't know what happens then, but like... So she buried her own baby then. Yeah. Yeah. Because a baby died. Jesus. 
And they're just like, because she had the baby with a married man. That's the thing, yeah, because like, her pregnancy was obviously hush hush and it was obviously like scandalous because mm. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to bury uh, a body, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and even like, was it, are you meant to have all births registered in the first place? Plus, you meant to have births registered and then like, I think even if you say, even if you had the baby at time childbirth, burying it like that is, I think, in itself an illegal act. Plus, I think it's almost the idea of kind of like, I think it's almost seen as like cover up in general. Like if a child, if a child is born and dies, it's meant to be legally reported. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, so tests were carried out and concluded that Joanne and the baby's father both had the same blood type, which was type O, uh, which matched what the baby recovered from the farm. Oh. The baby found on the beach, however, had blood type A. So it's kind of been either of those. They were both O. They are both O. Ah, that's what I mean. And they knew, did they know this at the time or they did? Like, the, so, nevertheless, the Gardaí, which is the Irish term for the, police. Then they are, though. The Gardaí. The Gardaí came up with a bizarre theory that Joanne had become pregnant by two different men. <laughs> what? And gave, birth, and gave birth to both children. At the burying same time. one on the family farm and, dumping... and stabbing the other 28 times and dumping the body on the beach 80 kilometers So they're away. saying she had she had fraternal twins fathered by different people. Yes. Is that like... That's... And that she buried one on the family farm and then murdered the other and dumped it 80 kilometers away from the That farm. is like, that's not even, that's scurious as shit. Like that, is that even biologically possible? It is possible. There is a term for it, but uh, what was it called? It happens like that's how cats get pregnant. Like that's not how humans get. But it's like no, because it is a thing that ha- that happens, and there's a term for it as well. You can get pregnant by two different like hetero men. heteromorphic fraternal twins or yeah, something, something like, like that. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, no, but like to the idea that that's what they're like. Their case is built on this ridiculous. But to give birth notion. to them bury one on the farm and murder the other and dump it 80 kilometers away just doesn't make any sense. It just, no, it's insane. No, because I know, like, who they fucking, the guardie were going after her. Yeah. Fucking, what happened after? I, I she don't even know, like, did she get taken to court then or what? Yeah, so basically, oh, and another proposed theory that they brought up was that the baby found on the beach decomposed so much that their blood type changed. Oh, <laughs> is, Which was, I don't think is possible. What year was this? The 60s? 1984. 1984. So they did have DNA testing then. So, But the Irish guard... The thing is, the, the Irish guardie, yeah, I don't think it would... They, they barely have the, probably the fucking forensic... They did. There know. wasn't any DNA testing the, back then. Even then, one of the only forensic... Um, it might be different in the last like, four years, but one of the only forensic labs in the country that's remotely good enough to do forensic testing is the science lab in Trinity that the guardie do use sometimes. But like it's not like I they know, ha- but I don't think they had DNA back then. Yes, yeah, the thing well, the DNA they was, just had blood types. Yeah, so like they, it's not like they it's not like their fucking biological evidence when it comes to DNA testing and blood type was very like it's not like they were barely able to do it in the first place. Yet alone like make these huge claims that this twin's blood changed by the seawater or so ridiculous. this fucking like, woman had gave birth to two twins which were fathered by two men which I think could happen in a very tiny amount of cases and she buried the bodies 80 kilometers away from each other I'm like pre- it just doesn't make any sense I'm pretty sure it's more so even since then I'm pretty sure it's more likely uh, twins with different blood types or even twins which seemingly have different genetic makeup is actually more related to people who have like um chimeraism mm. uh, stuff like that so it's the idea that the same person is able to create children with different genetic traits 
or even like different blood types and stuff. I think like that. I think that's even more likely. So it's not like the kids not theirs, but on, if you biologically test it, the children can appear to be born from different people. Yeah. So like that, like that woman who had chimerism in her ovaries. Yeah. Who absorbed her twin in birth. Yeah. So she gave all her children. They when they biologically tested her, they they weren't her children. They were basically the children of her non-existent. But the sister. thing is that Joanne Hayes had a daughter already. Like she's a mother and she had a secret. But like they anyway. were so basically she was charged with murder and at the trial and everything, um they were literally like they were talking to the Mary guy as well. And so they were like, Was she a virgin? Which didn't make any sense. She had a kid already. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they would like talk in detail about her sex life and stuff like that. Just to shame her because everyone yeah. found it scandalous, yeah. So she was charged with murder. Um, however, the charge was thrown out by a judge. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. There's no case here. So, huh? There's no case here. But then no. publicly, uh, because the Guardian had named them, publicly everyone would have thought they were like... So they'd already confessed and then withdrew their confessions. So basically the Kerry Babies Tribunal was set up to investigate the behaviour of the Guardian um, in the specific case. And it was led by this guy called Judge Lynch. And in spite of uh, the pathologist being unable to determine cause of death for the baby on the farm, uh, Judge Lynch found that Joanne choked the baby to death to stop a crime. Jesus. So a pathologist couldn't find out the cause of death. But this judge has decided that... that she, oh, that he, she murdered her own baby. Yeah. So they, they, they're like, okay, so we can't get her for murdering the Kerry baby on the beach. The Kerry babies, that's like, we can't get her for the beach baby. Mm. So we'll then, we'll then accuse her of murdering her, the child we definitely know is hers, mm. by smothering it instead of a dying child. And that's why she buried it. Yeah. Jesus well, that's Christ. what he's saying. Even though a pathologist couldn't say it. After that, the, the judge just decided she smothered the baby. That's yeah. the thing, the fucking, the guardie, like literally the guardie, aren't the, the guardie have their own lawyers, or I'm sure there's an amalgamation, like, they yeah. basically just came up, okay, our next best defence is to accuse her of murder of this other baby. Hence, yeah. The carry babies. They literally just found the only fucking pregnant woman in town and accused her of murder. That's what they basically did. So then the Hayes family were claiming that they'd been coerced into making a false confession by the guardie who harassed them and physically intimidated them to get the confession. Um, But Judge Lynch decided this wasn't true. Um, So then Joanne co-wrote a book about the case, uh, which four guardie on the case took legal action against and received out-of-court out of settlements totaling over 120 grand. Jeez. Yeah, no, because that, that's because years later, it's like this was an absolute... They were just desperate to have the idea, like, oh, we solved it. So, like, even yeah. if they couldn't get her on the fucking the beach, baby, and even though they were still running with the idea <coughs> that they were both hers, they accused her of this murder, and it's just the idea that the whole case was under wraps. Like, once they started this case by accusing her, they wanted it to finish it, and they wanted to win, so... Yeah. But then fucking years later, like, the judge especially. The fact that the judge decided... Judge Lynch has some kind of ego. Judge Lynch <laughs> decided that she smothered a baby and I there was no... They didn't even have a God complex. Like, they, they, they probably could have... They could have found a pathologist who would agree with them, if, even if they probably paid. But, like, they didn't even. Like, they just... No. The judge just decided. Yeah. So, He's like, a God complex. That's what threw, like, the, the ruling itself. But, like, literally, is probably what I had, like... A, like, so, did they get fucking... Um, did they win? Did they did they get fucking get a libel case afterwards, or um, or a miscarriage so of justice case? No, basically. So 
Basically, the four Guardi were demoted to desk duties afterwards. And in 2004, Joanne offered to undergo DNA tests. And it wasn't until January 2018 the DNA uh, tests were carried out and the evidence proved Joanne was not the mother of the baby found on the beach. Jesus Christ. Um, so she got a formal apology. <laughs> yeah, she got, was that from the last, head of the, the, gar- the Garda Shiakana from, what's his name, Louis Varadkar as well. Just being like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Literally, it was last year because it was before the fucking referendum. I remember yeah. that. It was kind of like Ireland. It was like this idea that, oh, it was kind of this idea that like people were, because people kept bringing up, um, you know, that case of that girl, the really famous. I love it. Yeah, people kept bringing yeah. up Anne Love It and like the Carrie Babies case, examples, you know, of like, mm. you know, legislative violence against women. So like, I think the, the government were almost like in the, in the wake of the fact that the referendum was coming and uh, half the parties hadn't come out in support of abortion yet. Yeah. They were kind of like, oh look, Ireland's actually a nice place and we don't have to have abortions. Ooh. Even though like this year, the whole Kerry Babies case in itself is representative of the fact that like abortions weren't allowed. Yeah. People were willing to, some, woman, some woman was willing to stab a child to death on the beach rather than like fucking... But like, where is it? Um... So the baby who had been found on the beach had been baptised and given the name John by the local undertaker who paid for the baby's funeral and grave. Uh, A new investigation was launched into the circumstances of baby John's death. Uh, In September 2018, Gardie reported they were following up on the original investigation and were engaging in house-to-house inquiries on the island opposite the beach baby John was found on. And that's it. Like, what does what what evidence is? They've been carrying out some. Um, they've been going and getting DNA swabs off people as well. Well, the thing is, people like reported the end of September, but I haven't heard much else. The weird, the only weird, I don't expect. I wouldn't expect them to find anything, but I guess the idea is that if you could find any kind of half match, you because you can tell if someone, you can tell if people are like cousins. Yeah. Isn't DNA or like you can tell if there's like, it's the idea that you could literally if you if you had DNA from lots of people in the area, you'd literally be after a while be able to tell like. The likelihood of which family in the Kerry area this baby this baby came from like yeah. the baby was probably clearly born probably born in Kerry yeah so like you'd be literally you but you'd have to have DNA evidence from you'd have to have DNA from lots of people I think you had like literally ancestry dot com type shit like I know <laughs> like, find out who you're half related to but anyway the parents or the killer of baby John has never been identified however. His grave site has been repeatedly vandalised. Gee, that, yeah, by pro-lifers. Like, nutcases. Like, they literally do that it's shit. A, it's a dead baby. I know. They're like, their idea is that the Kerry Babies case is a like, fucking mark of shame. And Lovett's grave, I think, it's vandalised too. It's like, these, it's a mark of shame on, like... It's the, disgusting. It's, it's a, a dead mark, baby. It's a mark of shame on, on conservative religion, on the religious conservatives. So, like, they had this... Cause, the, it was people willfully calling your one a whore and stuff, wanting her to go down for the murder of her own child, regardless of the fact that she should have been caught in the first place, or the fact that she didn't even kill this baby in the beach, so they're trying to get her to do away from her. Like, she's basically guilty of the crime of having sex with a married man, so yeah. and getting pregnant out of the marriage anyway. So like, it's not a crime having sex with a married man, though. I have like yeah, but I'm pretty sure. It's How is it a crime if oh, I, mean, I had sex with a married man? Oh, I think back in the well, back in the day, there was adultery laws. I know, but it should be for the man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> He's yeah, the yeah. one who's married. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> I didn't commit I, to anyone. No, but isn't it? Yeah, the way it's even in the other Ten Commandments, one of them is thou shall not covet the wife of another. 
but it's so the, also... idea, the idea that applies to people that's I think I, when I was younger I always thought that applied to if you're married isn't it you're not supposed to lie is one of it's, them it's, yeah yeah but one of them yeah literally <laughs> it's a thou shall not is it thou shall it's lying it's lying a okay, commandment thou shall not lie or, what are the ten commandments no, I, should, I, should fucking I feel know. like we're gonna upset some people no is it thou shall not like uh, it's like do not use the Lord in vain respect thy father and thy mother uh, thou shall not steal thou shall not covet thy neighbour's wife which is that basically thou shall not kill I covet your neighbor's wife though as an adultery I think it means it's the idea that it's wrong to seduce a married person but you're not committing adultery if you're not committing married. to someone no but I think it actually does from in the in when it comes to like uh, cultural adultery it's regarded the idea that it's shameful to seduce a married person but it kind of blames the like it blames the idea like it, it is kind of the idea that oh like men shouldn't steal other men's wives but it also means that it plays to shame in this idea of like calling women like Lolitas or something, mm-hmm. like seducing a man. Or just man. Eve. Yeah, it's, it's this idea that the man wasn't the man's fault he was seduced. Mm. What's the mean? Yeah, they carry baby's case. I don't know if, I don't think they'll ever find anything related to it, but like. I don't think 12 so. times is that. I hope so. 20 times? Was it 12 Not fair times? On the baby. Was it 12 times or 20 times they were stabbed? Oh, 28. 28. But then I, I, the only reason I can imagine that is like they wanted to be really sure it wasn't alive. Because they're like, if you've stabbed a baby a bunch no, of times. No, no. Stabbing someone 28 times, you hate the person. Yeah. Well, it seems almost, well, it seems like me, I'm a bit unhinged to stab anything 28 times, but like a bit unhinged. That's like... <laughs> but it makes you almost wonder if it's like the idea that like, oh, they, they want to like, they've stabbed it a few times and, they re- and they're like... It's a they tiny little sure newborn. Dead. Like a newborn's like that size. The thing is, like how many newborns were missing in Ireland, i.e. from like the baby homes? But like the thing is, anyone could have literally almost stolen a, a baby from these homes. A lot of people gave birth at home as well. Yeah, but it wasn't all in hospitals, so you have no idea how many. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like how many? If like she was secretly pregnant, how many other people were secretly pregnant? How many teenagers were secretly pregnant mm. in the tree? Wasn't it like four thousand found in the same as I love? It. Yeah, like in the fucking home, tank. Like... Yeah, in the septic tank. Like how many like, babies were literally? Babies were almost just like kind of disposable yeah. like, resource in Ireland or something. It's bizarre. So, like, people would get babies, people would adopt babies, people, like, would raise kids that weren't theirs. It's because they wouldn't allow contraception. Someone could have even literally taken the baby and stabbed it to death as, like, as part of, you know, their own urges type thing. And no one would have been... You you can't be any the wiser. It's Ireland. There's babies fucking falling out of trees, like... Yeah. (laughs) It's bizarre. It's because, um... It was illegal to have contraception. They wouldn't allow contraception in. Yeah, it's like it's fact, the sheer fact that in care like because if, the church ran the place. If, yeah, if one girl to, was secretly, it was God's choice if you were to get pregnant. If a woman was secretly pregnant who even had a child already, how many teenagers were secretly pregnant? Like I love it. Nobody knew she was fucking pregnant. Oh my God, it's so weird. How did you not notice? Well, it's the fact that pregnant? like uh, premature birth is like it's even the fact that premature births and stuff like that are more common in young women who are pregnant. Premature births are more common with like first pregnancies and young women and when you get when you're seemingly pregnant underage and stuff. Yeah. You're like more likely to have a premature birth or all sorts of stuff. So like the likelihood that someone would have the baby no one would knew as they're pregnant and by the time they give birth quite before due date and like nobody noticed. It's it all I don't know, it's quite fitting to a teenager. It's like damn. Yeah. It's fucked up. To carry yeah, right. babies. To carry cave. babies. Poor babies. Rest in power, baby. Poor angel baby. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> My case is also about this child abuse. But 
<laughs> Maybe after the news. <laughs> That's after like, the news, we have a what is it? What did they call it? We have news a, flash. We have a hot a news flash, a hot news report coming from the front lines. And that's their theme song, which definitely Lansdowne Road is clogged with drunk revellers all celebrating the Ireland win. This is extended to Beggar's Bush and Bagot Street as the crowd is believed to be heading towards Harcourt Street to attend a somewhat popular nightclub called Coppers. Our reporter, Defective Niall, is on the scene. Niall, what is going on over there? Uh, I'm here outside Merrion Square. Guardi have just arrived at the scene as five Canadian tourists have become trapped in the railings around Marion Square. It is believed that the crowd of Irish frightened them in their attempt to avoid the crowd. They tried to break into the square after following the lead of two Japanese tourists. It is believed the elderly Japanese couple managed to break in and are currently running rogue in the park. We'll bring more updates as they come. Thanks, Niall. The M50 northbound is currently at a standstill due to a flock of chickens escaping a truck heading to Finglas. People are asked to stay in their vehicles as the chickens are thought to be dangerous. Animal control and an ambulance will be arriving at the scene shortly. People traffic has consumed Georgia Street as famed drag star Victoria's Secret is lip-syncing outside the George. Our reporter, Defective Niall, has made it to the scene. What's happening, Niall? Woo! Okay! The crowd has gathered outside the George and extends in all directions to Dunn Stores, Dublin Castle and to a landmark called Gate Bar. The surprise set is expected to go on for a further 20 minutes with Pixie Will up next before Ariana Grande's hit, Seven Rings. Crowds of Canadians have taken over the streets of Temple Bar following reports spreading of the five Canadian tourists still stuck in Marion Square's railings. Singing the national anthem and flying Canadian flags, traffic has ensued with Gardy struggling to make a clear path for passerbys. Our reporter, Defective Niall, is live at the scene. What's going on, Niall? <coughs> <coughs> Can't believe I'm missing fucking drag show for this shite! Niall, you are live. Hi! Swarms of Canadians are currently blocking the streets of Temple Bar as they show their support for the five tourists stuck in the railings by singing their national anthem. A few Japanese are amongst the crowd to show their support for the rogue elderly couple. However, they are being drowned out by the Canadians. Back to you, Kira! This concludes our traffic report for the evening. Up next is the second half of the mediocre podcast, Sad Stories, Pruned to Perfection. Like, you hate priests. <laughs> like, not a bad, like, oh, well, a bit in a bad way. Like, you know, when we watch the Magdalene Sisters, I just always really want... I want you to punch the nun whenever I watch it. Which, like, you know, violence is bad. But um, it's more so the nun gets a bit pushed over. And oh, she yeah. seems real shocked in that one scene. But, like, you want her to get a little bit more of a comeuppance because she kind of gets away with it, you mean? Which, yeah. But then again, in real life, they did, so...
But I always wanted to punch the nun. I've always felt that since I was a child. <laughs> like, punch that nun. Punch that nun. Anyway, I'm... Anyway, we're back. <laughs> we're back. I hope those Canadians are okay. I hope those Canadians uh, fuck them. Or the elderly Japanese I hope those elderly couple. fuck up those Canadians right back. <laughs> I think they're still hiding there. They're still on the loose. If anyone uh, sees an elderly couple um, munching under a cherry tree... Uh, call us. Hang call out with some statues in Marion Square. Yeah, call. Let us know. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know first, though. We yeah. want to break the story. <laughs> um, no fucking. There's a uh, the other way. There's that Japanese kind of um, it's like a springtime cultural festival or cultural uh, practice where you when the cherry trees are in bloom you picnic as a family underneath the cherry tree. Oh yeah. Like and it's to do with the idea like oh you're remembering your dead loved ones. Because, yeah. like, the cherry trees being in bloom are a symbol of, uh, not just a rebirth, but a symbol of remembering the life that's gone. Because, mm. like, the cherry tree blooming is the idea of the cherry tree coming to life again, almost. But uh, there's a man who has one of the biggest cherry trees in Dublin. I think for a while it was the biggest cherry tree in Dublin, or even possibly still is, in Rathfarnham. Mm. And uh, loads of Japanese people will be uh, picnicking under his cherry tree come, like, spring in his front garden and uh, it turns out his cherry tree's location was published his front garden was, was was published in a Japanese guidebook to Dublin oh my god <laughs> as the largest cherry tree in, in Dublin seemingly <laughs> or one of the largest so like all these people kept turning up to his house like how did they know of his cherry tree that's why <laughs> he said he was actually happy to have people there it was just more so he was very confused <laughs> and to like if people would like you know respect his property like yeah. that was it like it's one thing I guess it's actually nice like if you have the if you have a massive cherry tree and then and, and like, I don't know the, the see me immigrants of it or travelers of a nation recognize it it's kind of yeah. cute I'd be that happy that is cute like if I the I don't know Japanese are very friendly as well so I'm pretty sure they all probably invited him over to Japan <laughs> like, he's like oh wonderful yeah. stay at my house <laughs> like, yeah like oh, like, oh sweet see yeah. loads of cherry trees I just, like, I just love the idea of that happening like they do like while well, you wake up one day and there's like just I don't know if you had the world's biggest clog in your front garden. It's just loads of dangerous people. Like, <laughs> world's biggest pothole. <laughs> world, world's biggest pothole. It's just loads of people dumping shit in it. Yeah. And people would just throw stuff down your wee thing. People would just stuff your wee hole. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I can use that sounded bad when I said it. Just, like, once I said it, I was like, okay, fine. Just like, like, <coughs> now at uh, my yes, story. Yes, what is your uh, it's, not even, it's not conspiracy. It's just the truth. <laughs> so it's not a mystery um, well it is a mystery because I seemingly it happened okay but no one's gotten uh, okay so in more so the upper what? echelons okay once upon a time in Thatcher is England okay uh, I've called it it's actually called uh, the West it's known as the Westminster paedophile dossier okay but I call it the Thatcherite paedophile ring or it's called uh, the paedophile information network okay so, once upon a time, uh, in London, uh, under Thatcher, uh, a Conservative MP called Geoffrey Dickens mm. presented a dossier to Scotland Yard and the police. Um, no one would, like, touch it. And him and this, this, this count, the, another MP called Countess, what is her name? She was, uh, she's in the House of Lords. Um, she, Baroness Castle, then Barbara, also known as Barbara Castle, so she was a Labour member of the European Parliament side. Okay. She, uh, she had been compiling this dossier on a paedophile ring oh. that reached the upper echelons of British society. Oh my god. Uh, specifically, more so, completely composed 
of the Upper Echelon of British Society. So, um, it's what's been described as a paedophile information exchange. Uh, something, uh, a group, a network of people, but uh, from judges to clergy to high sc- to school, I was going to say high school, school, so American, school uh, yeah. principals um, and like people working in, in government and people working in social services and the police. Oh my all God. All of them. Uh, so fucking, well, I'm po- oh, I'm politicians in the Conservative Party. Oh my God. So uh, fucking what happened, the Tories, like. Uh, so what happened was they had access to information on places where children could be abused or particularly vulnerable children. It mostly seemingly, any reports that have been investigated and followed up on that or where you can concur that abuse definitely occurred has mostly yeah. been children in the foster care system. Oh God. So basically um, men were given access to children in foster care or like able to bring them, spirit them away places to be abused for years on end. Because the thing about foster care kids is they're, they the foster care kids are already like within institutions. They could be abusive itself. There's already abuse happening in institutions a lot of time. So the idea that foster care kids don't report, uh, aren't going to report and tell people about what's going on, yeah. or the fact that like no one believes them, uh, yeah. or the idea is that they already have a disciplinary relationship with the people who are meant to be caring for them. Yeah. Uh, so and also like a lot of the time, sometimes they're in foster care because they're young offenders, things like that. So the police don't give a fuck about these kids because the police are the ones arresting them half the time. Yeah. They don't go to the police in the first place. It's one thing to report it to anyone in the fo- social uh, care system, mm. but it has to be reported to police for anything to be done legally about it or for there to be criminal records of this. Yeah. And the issue is that a lot of these boys knew that... Uh, a lot of these boys knew the men who were abusing them were people who are high up. Yeah. So they knew damn well like no one's going to listen to them. Yeah. And they knew that. They knew they were just and it's more so it's one thing to like know as a kid but then you're older the idea of coming forward and going oh like uh, how am I going to point at someone who I know is a judge and go oh this man abused me. Things yeah. like that. And it's more so people like and this was in the era when no one really talked about this. Mm. Anyway. What was they tried to go with all the papers. Yeah. And no one fucking touched with a barge pole because Britain has extremely strong libel laws mm. and a lot of the time it's the idea that if any of this was named, if any of the people in the report were named, the idea is that these people would instantly be sued by the fucking the Tory party. Oh with God. the entire force of the government behind them. Like, the entire, like, and the entire, like, legal funds, like, unlimited, the legal funds of the country yeah. to fucking sue these people, to sue the shit out of them. So no one's going to print the names. Okay. Or anything like that. So, but what happened was, it was more so, once this dossier of over 40, like, seemingly four, over 40 suspects got out, mm. um, the goal. Oh, this is in ninth. Okay, so, uh, so Jeffrey Dickens. He came to this. Uh, he came to a fucking guy who worked for a smaller paper. A news. A newspaper editor was handed startling evidence that Britain's top law enforcement officials knew that there was a VIP pedophile network in Westminster at the heart of the British government. What happened next in the summer of nineteen eighty four helps explain how shocking allegations of rape and murder against some of the country's most powerful men were unchecked for decades. Okay, so the dossier gets delivered to this. Um, I like how it's the same year as my one. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Was April fourteenth, nineteen eighty-four. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> is that weird? Oh, for fuck's sake! So much drama was happening. Oh, like people hated. This sounds like people hated children. They just really hated them. <laughs> this sounds like George Orwell's book coming forward, and your one. Oh, like no, what happened was that twenty within twenty-four hours, a senior labor labor party politician, uh, walked into the fucking office. Okay. Uh, Don Hale. Oh, uh, so Don Hale's the writer. Um, fucking the MP. Oh, Leon. Uh, yeah, 
despite the MPs exposed, uh, so a Labour MP walked in, frothing his face, shouting the fuck out of him, being like, what the fuck is going on? We know a dossier was handed in here. This is all illegal. This is slander. Holy Give us shit. the fucking dossier. Give it to us. And they were like, uh, no. Uh. And then, um, fucking, despite the MPs' explosive intervention, uh, blah, blah, Hale, the, ed- the editor, refused to hand over the papers, which appeared to show that oh, okay, Leon Britton, it showed, within the papers, Leon Britton, who was Thatcher's home secretary. Oh my God. She's basically secretary of state, like the second most powerful Jesus. person in Britain. If anything, almost the most powerful person, because they do the day-to-day running. Uh, fucking, uh, was fully aware of the people following and was later completely named. Oh my as, God. As, as well as some of his predecessors as being... Like, they were involved in this pedophile. So, not only that they... Because they would have been involved uh, on a certain level with Scotland Yard and police, and Metropolitan Police investigations. Yeah. Um, so, they could, they could get people to report to them directly. Yeah. He was put in charge of any investigation that followed this, seemingly. Um, he knew... He was, he was named as being a pedophile, or at least being knowing about this pedophile ring that's operating within the government and allowing it to exist. So, the uh, what happened was they were all terrified of libel laws. <coughs> None, a lot of this only really came out in the last 20 years. Oh my God. Since a lot of them have died. Yeah. Uh, that's why. That's why it's come out. Like your man, uh, uh, he worked as home secretary. He worked under multiple governments after that. Uh, but the next day, fucking special branch, which yeah. are basically the uh, like SWAT team. Oh my <laughs> or God. Special branch fucking came to the office. And they fucking kicked in the door. Uh, what's called a special... Uh, they, there's a special... Um, uh, an order that's given it's called like where is it it's like something like order F it's only meant to be it was it was legalised under Churchill's government yeah. in the war in which oh yeah it was, it was it's, it's an old wartime uh, basically executive order you can give saying that any story news story that can affect national security can be completely quashed. <gasps> so they can take any materials or arrest any journalists if they're not cooperative. Oh my God. But that's based on old wartime stories and the idea that like if a journalist was going to leak, a st- was going to put a store print a story about the idea like, oh, like about seek weapons bases or something yeah. in England, they'll be like, uh, Article F. They're like, you cannot fucking print yeah. this. But then they usually use this to fucking send, this, send the team and seize everything. He'd be yeah. arrested if any of it... He'd be arrested if any of it was, uh, if he didn't cooperate, hand over. And all the files are things like top secret and shit, shit like that on it. Oh my God. And like these files were literally composed by a Labour MP. Like someone who was in government was the one who compiled this shit. They were the only people close enough to like the sources to be able to, to, literally close enough to be able to compile this shit. So like this is, it was, this is someone higher up trying to expose people higher up. Mm. Fucking, everything was seized. Oh my god. Uh, the MP, Brip, uh, fucking, what's his name again? Uh, Thatcher's fucking MP, uh, Thatcher's uh, Secretary of State. Uh, what's his name? I have it here. I just said it. Leon. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Leon. Is that him? Yeah, Leon Britton. Mm. Leon Britton. <laughs> That's such a fucking Tory name. Second <laughs> um, name's literally Where Britain. is he from? No. <laughs> What's he like then? <laughs> no, fucking Leon, I can spill beer all over myself. Um, Again? Yeah, yeah I, it's when I'm talking, I don't pay attention. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Leon Britton then was put in charge of the fucking investigation, as well as this Matt, as well as um, fucking, and everyone, uh, all these people were put in, he's put in charge of the fucking investigation, everyone had to report back to him, because people have details of the ensuing investigations that occurred, mm. but these investigations didn't really go anywhere. No one ever got arrested for these investigations. Yeah. The only people who got arrested were arrested years later based on the fact that 
uh, at any level, any social workers who were ever like, they were compiled investigating things, they were eventually shut down or told to stop. Yeah. And they were, they kept going, chugging along, doing it in secret anyway. Oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, One thousand. I'll add this out. Hello? Continue. Fucking, uh, they kept showing people who were investigating on, like, literally on a social worker police level. Um, in certain areas, specific areas, specific foster homes, um, were told that to eventually, after they compiled evidence, and they basically were interviewing all these boys in the area. Okay. Uh, to be like, uh, all these, like, working class boys who were in and out of foster care. Uh, in a certain area, what's it called? It's called, what happened was the MP, uh, one of the people, one of the MPs, Named in the dossier as a beta farm was the MP of that area. Oh god! And then um, I think it's called Richmond. Anyway, uh, they like were literally making, they would yeah. She would talk to the boys and then and their parents and then just get the boys to give a police statement. And other boys like to be police anyway because they'd be arrested by them all the time. Okay. So then they literally made a map of all the boys who were abused who had done it and like they described the inside of people's houses, everything. A single arrest and conviction, two arrests and convictions ever came forward this, but this was years later, after the, the MPs literally told them to stop. Their yeah. superiors at Scotland Yard told them to stop. Their superiors in the Metropolitan Police told them to stop. Oh my because God. Because it was, uh, Thatcher herself um, was made aware of specific people who were dumb for being pedophiles yeah uh, but she like one of them was dumb for, was dumb for being was that uh, they knew he was a pedophile and he was later convicted he ran her re-election campaign oh my god in the 80s like she knew and then uh, what happened was it was every time a party MP in Labour or Tory uh, was dumb for uh, they knew he was dumb for people he would come to the party whip who the party whip keeps everyone in check. It okay. keeps all the, it tells all the MPs what what to say on certain issues. Yeah. And anyone who say like say a member of Sinn Fein, like a member of some of the women of Sinn Fein weren't allowed to come out saying they're pro choice as members of Sinn Fein. They mm. had to come out saying they're pro choice as individuals. Because oh. and then when they were marching, they had to march with no Sinn Fein flags. Because got, the party whip would get them otherwise. Because yeah. there has to be unity within the party politically. Yeah. So people get chastised for going against the party whip. The party whip would then, we basically also is the one who goes between everyone getting deals and shit. Okay. Uh, it's very House of Cards because in House of Cards he was literally the party whip. Oh. <laughs> um, well, literally one of the, the actual Brit, the actual British original series of House of Cards is quoted by a journalist describing the whole thing in this. Um, uh, he says basically, the whole point of this, the reason why they were okay with this was if, if any fucking MP came forward being like, I've been in a scandal. A lot of it specifically was to do with young boys. Not very many cases of young girls. Okay. I think it was to do with who was available with the foster care system, plus young boys were less likely to come forward and say anything. Yeah. Things like that. Because uh, it's not necessarily like it's this one specifically gay conspiracy going on. I'm sure there was girls involved too. What happened was, they would come forward, the party MP were like, I'll make this go away. The party like, I'll talk to the people in the police, we'll get the squashed, or they won't take it to court. The victims will never dare to like come forward. Yeah. Uh, and then as a result, that MP will do anything he's fucking told for the rest of his life. Oh my god. That's why. So there was like, scandals like this create stronger unity within the party. Yeah. That's the thing. So it's, that's why Thatcher was happy, they're happy to go along, that's why she's happy to have this man run her campaign. These people are utterly loyal. Yeah. They have dirt on them. Yeah. So that's why, and part of it also shows that the Tories, uh, like, specifically the Tories, but, because they were in power, but there was Labour MPs involved too. Christ. But it specifically shows that, like, it, it shows that like the political parties are, it's not about the truth or justice of their victims. It's about the idea of what's best for the party and like empowering the party of actual people. Mm. So it was called the Pedophile Information Exchange specifically. The dossier, 
then, you know, in the years later, no investigations ever got followed, were ever finished. Two people, a fire sergeant and mm-hmm. a judge, were eventually arrested because the people who were told to stop didn't actually stop. Okay. They kept compiling their shit uh, with this one group of them. But, like, loads of the way that people were investigated, they're like, like, they knew of that, they, like, they knew of this expanse of this abuse, but, uh, like, one of the women, she had to say that, like, when she was retiring, she literally, the last thing that was happening is she was trying, she had to organise the transfer of children to new, back into foster care, stuff like that. Oh, God. A lot of the kids who she knew were being abused, who she'd interviewed, she was literally, she had to, like, it was her job to basically, just before she retired, to, like, sign them off into new foster care systems, where she knew they were going to be abused again. And, like, loads of these people, social workers, they've said, like, oh, like, I live with this. Like, Labour MPs knew about this and they still worked for about 20, 30 years and they yeah. didn't do anything about it. Things like this. It was this seemingly unsaid thing. It was, so Thatcher literally used, Thatcher's government used the idea that this story was damaging to national security as okay. an excuse. Basically, the idea was that the story was so big it can't yeah. be let out because yeah. what the fuck would people think? What would people, for, like, what would people think of the government? Yeah, yeah. if a pedophile ring was operating out of it. What happened was, I said, a judge and a fireman were arrested, a fire marshal were arrested. The judge literally, uh, they described, the boys described all these, like, what was in his house, and then they found huge dossiers of, of pedophilia in his house. Oh, the man who came into the office the day before was giving out, uh, he, what was his name? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hale planned to run a story explaining that the Home Office are actively investigating the men, three men, and repeat some of the concerns voiced by him. But, but, he said by contracting some of the men named the papers at the Home Office for these reasons. The very next morning, he was surprised to see the £400 Cyril Smith, uh, the, li- the Liberal Party MP, so the Liberal Party. Yeah, the Liberal Party uh, near MP of nearby Rockdale. That's okay. where the foster system, home system was. This man's actually been, uh, he's been charged with paedophilia but never like convicted of it. Oh my God. Uh, he's a known paedophile now. Oh my god! And uh, he was he was literally the MP of the area where these foster care homes were, where people were doing specific investigations and kept doing them. Uh, like police questioned him, and he was allowed to leave the station afterwards. They found child porn in his car. Oh my god! And he was never arrested for it. Christ! Shit like that. Um. Yeah. Like literally, he came in, and his exact words. Uh, I'd interviewed so the, the your man said I'd interviewed Cyril um Cyril Smith about probably four times. So when he came in, I was like, "Oh, hello, Cyril," and he said, "Never mind all of that," and was straight with me. He said he said to me clearly, "I know who's giving you this, Barbara Castle, the Labour MP who compiled this." I wouldn't say who it was, but it was very obvious he knew. He's a hell of a sized guy. He's over six feet tall and he's huge. Took up three seats. He's not a guy you could deal with easily. He was a horror. Uh, so basically, the whole point is that everyone knew there was like. There was like a war going on, the MPs between this, like shut Barbara Castle up and she literally was like, I need some of the privilege of this. But she was like, so your man, uh, Thatcher's secretary was put in charge. Yeah. Uh, because they have the investigations that were launched after this, they know exactly what the orders were. Everything, he would order them, everything be reported back to him and everything oh, yeah. had to go through him. So he was literally then, even though it probably shouldn't have been privy to this investigation, seems he was lamed in it, and people whose contemporaries are named to it, so he could tell anyone what they're investigating. He could tell anyone everything, like, hide all your shit, burn all your porn, because yeah. they're investigating us, but they couldn't investigate us. He could tell the police what, where to go and where not to go, mm. which he should not have been doing. So the whole thing was corrupt and ever. And you're one, the woman, in, uh, the woman who made the dossier was like, this is a joke, this man yeah. cannot be involved, because he's involved. Um, the dossier went missing, of course. Okay. That's the, that's why this is a mystery, because the investigations that followed from the dossier that definitely existed, um, 
I've went ahead and but the dossier itself What's is gone. gone. Uh, there's been two investigations into this. One of them said there's no evidence to suggest the dossier was personally or maliciously destroyed or removed. It's just missing. Yeah. But the people who were involved in people who were were actively connected to the people being investigated or even being investigated were also in charge of the information. It's not. It doesn't count as missing if the initial investigation was fucked from the start. Yeah. Like, it doesn't count as missing if the people, like, who were compiling these, who were in charge of dealing with the dossier to make investigation, got rid of themselves or gave it to someone. It would only count as a conspiracy for it to go missing or destroyed if another party made it go missing. Or if a single person outside of this investigation or a single conspiracy existed to get rid of this. Yeah. Like, there was, it's the fear fact that it wasn't retained. Like, this never should have Got missing. Yeah. Because the dossier is missing then, the whole thing's kind of been dropped. There's been two investigations. There's well, one basically said that it's kind of weirdly worded, but what they what they basically says is there was no evidence to suggest this was tampered with or gotten rid of on purpose yeah. as a conspiracy or on purposely. But there's also no there's but which is bizarre though because it's missing. Yeah. So and their whole point is that this whole thing is fucked up in the first place. The IPCA no not the IPCA. The fucking the Scotland Yard released uh, the information they had about it in the last yeah. few years and there's been a resurgence where uh, a man named uh, Wood MP, a Labour MP, named one of his predecessors as being a pedophile and wrote oh a book about it. He like, wrote a book about it explaining it. He wrote a book explaining a lot of it so people knew and then it revived interest in the investigation yeah. and there's another investigation into it as to like who could you charge with miscarriages of justice with regards to the idea the dossier was missing and the entire investigation was basically a sham. Christ. But yeah, Thatcher knew. Um, like the whole, uh, but see, it was best, basically the best kept secret in Parliament. Everyone knew, yeah. like Labour MPs, the Liberal Party specifically, and Thatcher. Was, oh yeah, it said that they had. Um, it said that in the period, and that's why I was looking up earlier in the sixties and seventies, there was kind of a resurgence in a, kind of a recognition that sexual laws regarding sexuality and things of consent needed a bit of an overhaul. And uh, needing a fresh debates over based on the fact that like, uh, so after World War Two, like Alan, Tur- oh, was it World War One or World War Two? Uh, oh, uh, after World War Two, like Alan Turing was done for homosexuality, oh. and they castrated. Like after a few cases, a few MPs have been done for it too. So they passed this new law. They passed. There was an there was an official, uh, what's it called? What's not an investigation? When a study, a study was okay. done which recommended the homosexuality be decriminalized. Okay. And then there was. There were specific things regarding the age of consent, based on the idea that uh, the laws were different. Regarding it was if you were t- it was twenty. They recommend at the time it was seen as they recommend things like age of consent for like being twenty one for for gays. Okay. After that, and then it was lower for straight people. Or the idea, and then there was also debates about the idea that the age of consent for legal reasons should be the same across the board. Okay. And then, but then as a result, there was this weird thing across Europe and across the world, basically, because of things like the rise of psychoanalysis, because of the rise of like liberal freedoms, uh, because and even a lot of like church institutions were involved yeah. too. There was a huge debate on multiple sides of people debating what age consent should be lower to or fixed at or should it be contained for where it was. Loads of people, there's loads of debate. I was reading there, there's a history of debates across like Britain 
specifically about the age of consent being lowered to something like 13 or 14 so multiple 12 in Vatican City literally yeah I know <laughs> I, I think they actually raised it to 13 I think they raised it to 13 in the last few years uh, like symbolically or some shit it's just weird to almost be like we're not pedophiles <laughs> I know it's literally but the thing is so all these different groups that interest one of them is called the Lib one group uh, it's a human rights organization called uh, Libertas okay. and they're a proper human rights organization but they were funders uh, a private like uh, MP funders and people involved in this group were campaigning publicly for the uh, lowering of the age of consent and for the um, for like legal kind of laxing laws or allowing laws around incest Oh, and God. this is literally the same people who were involved with that group in Thatcher's government publicly kind of involved with groups campaigning for the lowering of the age of consent uh, and for incest to be lax, lassened, lacked for laws around incest to be laxed or raised were the same people involved in these pedophiles. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So there's a public kind of face to this. And it's, I think the articles I've been reading couldn't name it because it would be liable. So I had to yeah. look up, I had to look up, there's an entire Wikipedia pages on uh, age of consent debates in the UK alone. And there's, it's guard because you have psychoanalysts being all like, uh, who are investigating teen sexuality and stuff like that, who are like, um, the age of consent should be reflective or possibly lowered because of, um, because around the idea of the realities of teenage sex, things like mm. that, or the idea of uh, equal things across the board, or the idea of like uh, sexual abuse being specific to like not just like sodomy or something like that, which is sexual abuse is specific to the uh, is specific to the relationships and stuff like that. But then you also have a bunch of like yeah we we evangelicals representing the church who want to like basically have the age of consent lowered so that there be less sex secret sex scandals. Then you have Tory MPs who are like. You have MPs in Westminster campaigning for it because there's an active pedophile ring going on. Oh my God. And then you also have like new age hippies who think all like loads of laws in general should be lax and because freedom. It's like, it's bizarre. And so it's this agenda, it, it, those are agendas being pushed forward in a human rights campaign. Because oh like it's weird, it's, it's only in the last like 30 years, more so. It's it, 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 like more so even in the last like 20 in our lifetime where emphasis on consent and legal age of consent being around 16, 18, 16 to 18 yeah. being the seem like common ground. I didn't realise this before but like even the fact that like remember that time David Bowie dated a 14 year old? Oh yeah. So like that remember Jimmy Page was dating a child for yeah. ages um, but I didn't realise culturally there was a different understanding of uh, consent in children in the, like, so the last four years and like it was, I guess it's even like the teenager was only invented like in the 19 whatever's before that teenagers didn't exist so like <laughs> <laughs> they all skip past well, like, well the concept of a teenager didn't exist the idea of like <laughs> continued mental growth to part like uh, through the entire like adulthood through to adulthood as opposed to kind of a uh, legal rights of uh, an adult and like consent being fostered on a younger age it's creepy as shit but yeah it's creepy and now the only reason it's only coming out is because half the people are fucking dead yeah your man's fucking sense. dead two people were arrested it was a large scale thing the structures that allowed this all to happen are still intact Christ as in the foster care home systems being interlinked all this all still intact I, I guess this, the only benefit now is just the fact that it's less hush hush they remember there was all those grooming scandals remember there was all those grooming scandals in England even yeah. in the 90s so like and the early 2000s and yeah. like they got a bunch of arrests at one point, but for but the, like there was about ten or twenty years where like people knew grooming was happening, people were reporting it, 
but nothing was being done. Yeah. And specific a big specific reasons for this were there was no laws around grooming yet. There was only laws around child sexual assault and abuse. So like if Esther was scientific, unless the police basically had a rape and scientific evidence and like that they had corroborated that this man molested this child at this time. Mm. Uh, outside of that, like they could have known damn well that th- these men were continuing to have sex with these children and abuse and like create a ring of like bringing in more kids. But unless it was all centered around specific acts of abuse, grooming did not exist. Grooming was not a legal thing yet. Yeah. But it's only when the introduction of grooming laws that a lot of these people have done. So, like, the law does have to, like, you know, new laws have to be invented to cater to specific situations of abuse or else they continue to happen. Or, like, you know, foster care systems are investigated by, like, themselves or, like, things that foster care homes are investigated by themselves or the same systems that are investigating these, like, uh, children's homes and things like that, like, haven't changed. So, like, what? It's crazy. Point. Absolutely crazy. Tasher, uh, which is just a little fun though, because it's kind of like, no more reason to hate Tasher, one more yeah. reason to hate the Tories. But they're, but they're okay, so there was a Labour MP and a few Liberal, see me the Liberal MPs, that was the Liberal Party. Mm. Uh, do they even exist anymore? I don't, I don't know. think they fucking do, yeah. Uh, like, but seemingly, but the people in power at the time were the Tories. And your man who was involved, who fucked with all it was, the fucking Secretary of State. So. Christ. We see you. We see you, whatever, Leon Britton. That was a good mystery. I just want to see where the dossier is. I've never heard is. about it. Either did I until literally five days ago. Oh <laughs> literally. I read an article about it and then I started reading into it. And there's stuff on it. It's just, yeah, like they couldn't name certain things. They could name the people who were dead. And they could name, uh, they could name people who were dead or been convicted. Mm. So like they could name your man, uh, Cyril, whatever, because he was convicted of pedophilia. They could name, uh, they couldn't name anyone else. And right. the dossier doesn't exist because you can't unless the dossier is public knowledge now. If it was found, it would be published. It's probably it's been destroyed probably. Yeah, but like um, probably. people in Scotland Yard though were literally like given it and like the the woman who was reporting, uh, the the woman who was in the investigation in the foster care system, um, in in Rochdale, whatever it's called. Uh, she went to Scotland Yard and they were just like, we cannot publish this. Like we cannot investigate this. This will rock the boat too much. Mm-hmm. So like, you know. A lot of complicitness, but um. The hit song of that year was "Rock the Boat." Was it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! It's a conspiracy. Oh my god! It's I don't a cons- really want to know now. It's a conspiracy of lizard <laughs> people. Oh, oh. Uh. I'm gonna Google this because that's so funny. Song. Oh, we're reaching. We're reaching fifty-eight moons. Ooh. What song was it? What was the song? Nineteen ninety nine. Wait, nineteen eighty two. Well, oh, well, close. It probably was. It was two years before, but yeah. Either way, Baroness, what was her name? Claire, whatever, is a hero, absolute hero. Yeah, even, she's pretty cool. No, but even then, like, the other way, there's like the there's the whole thing like high stakes pedophile rings existed and always have, and it's not about the idea that they're the ones organizing the kind of structures. Well, it's different. Like, pedophilia rings are obviously organised a lot of the time by, like, criminals who abduct, who are involved with literally abducting and keeping the children. But high-stakes pedophilia rings are different. It's based on the idea of setting the knowledge of where to go. We're yeah. purveying the knowledge of where you can go to have sex with children. Or, it's when it's, so when it's, when it's high-stakes within, like, the aristocratic classes, political aristocratic, political and religious classes of a society, i.e., like, I mean, like, in the UK, 
or even in Ireland, like there's definitely paper rings in every single country, but it's the idea that they literally are doing it almost through official means. It's the idea that the children aren't being sourced by gangs and kidnapped or whatever mm. and like murdered. It's the idea that the children are literally being plucked from like official care systems. Yeah. That's the incinerators because so everyone knows it's happening. It's like it's like the way in the schools, like, like Catholic schools. Yeah. Like Everyone knows it's happening, but they're going away with it. That's the difference between a high power pedophile ring and a pedophile ring, where it's all to do with just money. Yeah. It's to do with you. It's to do with status. It's bizarre. Bullshit. Yeah. That's think, not friendship. That bullshit. That's the difference. <laughs> with, that's the difference though between kind of like pedophile rings versus like the world of sex slavery all over in general. It's like fucked up. Like it's fucked it's up. But yeah. So um, stay out of uh if. Um, don't trust Tories. Uh, don't trust Tories. Yeah, that's my like. I'm sure that's a uh, redact. Like basically, it's like the whole point that like oh, we'll be bad, but I'm, like don't trust Tories. That's what I'm taking from it. Don't trust Tories. Yeah. Don't, don't trust, trust a, Tory. Don't trust a Tory bastard. Yep. Don't don't do it. And don't trust a Tory supporter. <laughs> don't do it. No, 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 no. They are. Uh, but they know what's happened. <laughs> uh, 1984. People hated kids. They just hated them. 1984. George Orwell. <laughs> 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 All right. That chapter about 1980. Uh, that chapter in 1984 about the Kerry babies. Great book. Yep. Oh yeah, 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 real good book. I loved it. I really liked yeah. reading about the Kerry babies and the about bit, that bit where he, yeah, right? when that bit where he For calls him. Thatcher a big dirty pedo. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. He knew. He knew. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, this has been a sad story. Uh, contact us at Gmail. Sad it's been a sad, sad shit. The thing is, they're sad because they're um, true. They're, they're true. Yeah, that's sad why they're sad. True. They're sad because they're true. Um, so I've been Defective Kira. And I've been Detective Niall. Defective. Defective Niall. And you've been demoted. I've just been routed. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been demoted again. I'm you've just, been demoted to an F instead of a I've been, T. <laughs> I've, been, I've been demoted to just stupid Niall. Yep. Stupid Niall. <laughs> That's a stupid Niall. Coming at you, wild and proud, from the sunny sights of Stillorgan. Black Rock. Black Rock? I thought you live in Stillorgan. No. What? Where the fuck is this house? I'm not saying this. Fair. Okay. Bye. I don't know if Tom Hanks is gay. I don't know whether I should pray. I don't know if I'll die today. I don't know who killed John Benet. I don't know if Tom Hanks is gay. I don't know whether I should pray. I don't know if I'll die today. There's just so much that 